We're talking about sons, sonship and kingdom citizenship. All right. Sonship and kingdom citizenship. Two heavy, heavy uh, places and uh, positions that God has designed for you to live. Sonship and kingdom citizenship. And so we're talking about manifesting the kingdom, right? Manifesting the kingdom that is within you, letting that kingdom out into the world. And so the kingdom of God is ready to manifest in you, through you, for you, and for others. But in order for that kingdom to manifest uh, through you, for you, and for others, it got to manifest in you. So one of the key words this morning is flow. Somebody say flow. flow. The whole flow of your life about to switch up this morning. Like the way your life flow, like it's, it's, it's been going a, a, a ways this morning, but the, you about to switch up your whole flow. Tell your neighbor I'm about to switch up my flow. Because there's a kingdom flow that you just got to know. And you got to know that kingdom flow and you got to flow in that flow. And so when you flow in that flow, because uh, there's a thing, because uh, it's, it's a flow that's about to take place, all right? And so when a flow happens, you can't stop the flow. You can't put a dam up to stop that flow. You got to let that thing flow. So all you got to do is surrender, yield, and let the flow go. So your, your Dead Sea days are over this morning. Because if you know anything about the Dead Sea, like water come in it, but don't nothing leave out of it. <laughs> so the things that God is putting in you, You've been holding them inside for far too long. Tell somebody, I'm about to flow. Those things that God has put in me are about to flow in my life. And so my flow is about to switch up. And so now those Dead Sea days, my Dead Sea days are over. The time of my life of God just things into my spirit and me and me being full in the spirit and not full in my life those days are over because coming coming to church is cool being filled is cool that's why I'm happy he got you to sing that song fill me up till I overflow a lot of times we come to church and we just want to be filled and we want to be filled with the spirit we want to get a feeling like you know what good it do to be filled if you don't do nothing with the feeling So we about to switch from filling to flowing. Because uh, my Bible, let me see, let's turn to John. Let's turn to John. John chapter 7. Verse 37. In the last day, that great day, of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believe, does anybody need a drink this morning? 
I'm talking about the kind of drink that you could drink and never be thirsty again. Jesus said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So let's turn, let's turn to, uh, let me get that in the, in the Passion Translation. Let me see, I don't know if they got it, so I'm going to get it myself. Seven thirty-seven. Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. Hold on. Let's let's I got another one for you. Let's go to the message. They got a certain thing in here that I liked and I, I won't ride. Sally ride. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On the final and climatic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. Jesus took his stand. He cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scripture says. So I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds a lot like Psalms 23, 5. Them living waters being in me, coming to the brim. And spilling over sound a lot like my cup yes, runneth over. So it's not enough. Jesus didn't just intend for you to be full. A lot of times we come in church just to be filled, just to get a good word and then to go on in our week. And to say we got something good at church Sunday. Yes, sir. But what's supposed to happen is that 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 uh that word is supposed to be like a pump yes, to where those those rivers of living water, it's it, it, it stay flowing. Because now I can't get to the point to where I got to keep asking to be filled up. Because if I need to keep asking to be filled up, that means that uh, I didn't ran out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and don't nothing about kingdom tell me that God could run out. So I'm going I'm to I'm give you this, what he told me in the back. I'm going to read this to you right now. Uh, the reason you've been running dry is because you've been getting high off your own supply. That's why I told you to come to me. Because I can never run out. The kingdom is unlimited. I am taking all impossibilities out of your life today. Every step you take is a step of possibilities because it was made possible by me. Walk in my footsteps. Come on, come on. Let's turn. Let's turn to Matthew. I'm going to preach this word to you this morning. Matthew 11, verse 28. Hold on, let me see. Let's go back. 
Let's go back to that message translation. Uh, John 7. He said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. You know, anytime I think about coming to Jesus, I think about Matthew eleven twenty eight, When he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Jesus told me, it ain't just the yoke that I want you to have. I want you to have a cup too. I don't think y'all ready for me this morning. He said, I want you to have the cup too. And so now, let's go, let's go to Psalms real quick. Real quick. Let me go to Psalms. Psalms 23. You, you know it. You, you, you can quote it in record, record time. Verse 5, thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. So now, say my cup runneth over. Let's go back to Matthew 11. Verse 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Jesus told me that he didn't, he, he, he wants you to take that yoke, but he wants you to take that yoke and make that yoke your yoke. Because Jesus, the, the whole purpose of Jesus, his whole life was about secession. So let's, let's, let me see. Let me go to Webster real quick. Uh, let's, let's define secession. The order in which, uh, in which or the conditions under which one person after another succeeds to a property, dignity, title, or throne. The right of a person or line to succeed. The line having such a right. The act of, or process of following in order. Sequence. The act or process of one person's taking the place of another in the enjoyment of or liability for rights or duties or both. So Jesus, he didn't offer the yoke to you for you to always be looking at him to do it for you. Because I'm giving you this yoke because I want you to take this yoke as your yoke. Because there's somebody that's going to encounter your life that's going to need this yoke too. So now I need you to take ownership of this yoke because I need you to put this yoke. I need you to make the same offer to them that I made to you. Come here. So now if Jesus say, take my yoke. You have a decision to make. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you kindly for being wise. You had a decision to make to take that yoke. But now, I don't just want this yoke to be between me and you. I want to, I want to reproduce myself in you. So that's why I'm telling you to learn of me because I want to teach you some things to where you can learn them things and you can teach them to somebody else. And so now you can make that same offer to somebody. So now when you walking through this life, even though you yoked up to me, you got your own yoke. And so now you can make that offer to somebody else. Take my yoke. But now they got a decision to make to take that yoke or not take that yoke. But now 
they must learn what I've taught you. You got to teach them what I've taught you. So now when they learn what I've taught, they could teach it to somebody else. This is what secession is. Hey, man, you can, you can unyoke me right now. He ain't going to let me go. I thought he was going to walk with me the whole sermon. And so now Jesus say, I want you to take my yoke and make it your yoke. I want you to take my cup and make it your cup. I want you to take my cross and make it your cross. I want you to take my life and make it your life. That's why Jesus said, can't no man take my life. I freely give it. But I'm giving it to you, not for just your salvation, not for you to have a ticket to heaven, but for you to see how to live here on this earth. Turn, turn with me to Matthew real quick. Matthew 6. If, Je like, if, Jesus, if Jesus just did it all for us to live a regular mundane life and just kind of go through the motions and just be down here uh, being whooped upon and struggling and going through so much stuff. Because uh, another thing, Lord, he's talking to me. He said, you've been fighting too long. He said, you need to switch from fighting to flowing. When you flow, you ain't got to fight no more. Because when you're fighting, that means you're going against the tide. You're going against the way that I want you to go. And so now when you flow with me, all you got to do is lay back on your back and just flow down that river. Where's that river? Out of your belly. Shall flow rivers of living water. Stop looking for the river and be the river. Stop looking for the cup and be the cup. They got somebody in life that's thirsty. They not going to be able to come in here and drink from Jesus' cup. So that means that he had to pass his cup to somebody else. Because a lot of times we like to get drunk. But we don't want nobody else to have none. Like, you know, did you put in on this? Like, I, like, I, I remember Dr. Phil used to say, you know, used to buy that bottle of Mad Dog uh, for the sole reason that he get the first drink. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, you go to parties, no, these are drinks that I bought. These are my drinks. I bought this specially for me. If you want something else, you go get it out the cooler, out the fridge. But these right here, don't nobody touch these. But he passed, what if Jesus would have kept his cup? <laughs> We'd be a, a wretched, wretched slave. But he passed his cup to you, not just for you to drink. That's why, that's why I think, you know, I think the Catholic Church, they got, they, got, they got a little revelation there. They be passing that cup. Even though it ain't that sanitary, I get the symbolism. But it's we one body, one blood, my cup is your cup. 
If I got something that you ain't got, it's mine to give to you. Because Jesus gave it to me, and so now it's for me to give it to you. That's why Jesus said, Father, the same glory that you gave me, give it to them. Because that's how I operate here. So now I don't want to just have his glory, go to the cross, come back to be with you, and then they be left here alone. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. That's why he gave you the glory. Because now everything that I'm built to do, everything that I was built to produce, I'm producing that in you. And so now that cup, it got to be a flowing cup. This is how, how a lot of people like being in church right here. They like, they like being right there, boy. Look at that. I'm filled, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. You see that? My cup, full. My spirit is full. But my life is empty. God did create you to have a full spirit and an empty life. Hold on, give me that back. Because I need some more water. So now, what are people that was joked up to me? What are people that was joked up to me? Come here real quick. Because now, grab, grab hands. No, oh, grab my hand. You grab his hand too. Oh, y'all, you grab hands together. All hands in. Because now, come a little closer. When this cup is full, it's supposed to get on everybody that I come in contact with. But if I keep my cup full for myself, then people that might be thirsty, they'll never drink. Nothing that's on me is going to get on them because there's an anointing that you have. But if you keep that anointing to yourself, then it's an, it's an insult to God for you to hold on to something and not release what he's giving you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you got to see what. But OK, come, turn with me. Turn with me. Turn with me. Say my cup runneth over. I am the cup. Turn to Matthew 6. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth. So in order for the kingdom to manifest, it got to manifest in you first. And so now, once it comes, you finish my will by manifesting that kingdom in the earth. Not just in this earth, but in this earth. Like, you got to understand how Jesus be talking. Because you, from dust, from dust you came. You got to, you use a, use a dirty body. You body there. I don't care how many baths you take, you're still made out of dirt. And so now I'm made out of earth. And so now the kingdom must manifest in me. But now once the kingdom comes in me, in my spirit, I got to let that kingdom come to the brim 
and then spill out. I can't keep that kingdom in me. Just because it come in you don't mean it got to stay in you. Because now if it stays in you, we never get to the second part of that, that, that verse. That will be done. Because it got to come, but then it got to come out. In order for the will be done. Because if it come and it don't come out, the will ain't done. I don't care how much you think you in God's will. If that kingdom don't ever come out, the will ain't done. You are not doing the will of the Father. Let's turn, let's turn, uh, let's look a couple scriptures down. Verse 13. These are three attributes of a son. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the one kingdom, two power, three glory. Forever. My attributes, my functioning are forever. Kingdom, power, and glory. All right. Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John. First John chapter 2. Let me see, I want to read this in the Passion. First John chapter 2. Verse 27. But the wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and now lives in you. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you. His anointing teaches you all that you need to know, for it will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in him. Because kingdom manifestations are not temporary. They are permanent and eternal. So once the kingdom manifests, because now the manifestation of the kingdom got to be wrought by signs, miracles, and wonders. You are a miracle going somewhere to happen. You shouldn't be walking places and a miracle needs to take place. And you don't manifest the necessary miracle for the moment. I receive. Because now there should be no uh, accident you pass by that you can't manifest a miracle to whoever is encountered in that thing. But we get so uh, systematic to where we... Uh, Systemic to where we just pass by, we just go do what we got to do. Because we just got other things that I got to be somewhere. I hope they are right, but that ain't none of my business. But what happens when a kingdom ambassador rolls up to the scene of an accident and somebody who was on the edge or somebody who they had already declared gone, you come and raise them from the dead? Oh, we don't want that life, huh? That's, that, that's too much. The blind need to see. The lame need to walk. 
the incurable needs to be cured. And the only physician I know is Jesus. So you carry his positionary attributes. So I carried a great physician with me. You might not have never went to a doctor's or a nursing class or nothing in your life. But the kingdom is far superior than any educational establishment ever created. Because the kingdom bypasses man's wisdom. So now if a miracle needs to take place, give me that. Give me that. Take, take, take me where he laid. Take, wait, wait, where your, where your daughter at? Take me where she at. They said she wouldn't be healed. Give me one moment. I got, I got, I got contact with my father. Me and my father are one. I'm about to manifest the kingdom in your life, and you ain't even do nothing to deserve this, but God loves you so much that he's giving me what you need for this moment. But now if we get too casual with our lives, we just go on about the rigmarole and we just accept things to happen as they happen. When I've been made to change things, I've been made to call those things that be not as though they were. Things that you can't see, but you know they there. And you know when I speak them, they gotta appear. That's kingdom talk. When you're a kingdom citizen, when you're a son, like you don't, your, your, your vocabulary isn't limited to uh, the English vocabulary. Because when you're a kingdom, when you're a kingdom manifesto, because they, they got certain words that you got to take out of your vocabulary. Like the word impossible. What? What that mean? I don't know what that is. Because with God, I'm with me, he with me. I'm with him, he with me. We together. I'm abiding in him, he abiding in me. All things are possible. So, so when I walk somewhere, I don't even think anything other than possible. Every time I enter a place, there's a new realm of possibilities that just came with me. So whoever is in my vicinity that needed some possibilities this morning, remember that centurion? He said, speak the word only. You ain't even got to come lay hands on my servant. You ain't even got to touch him. Just speak the word only and he will be healed. So they got some places you ain't even got to touch nobody. You ain't got to go laying hands and doing nothing. Just all you got to do is walk by them. And the presence that's in you is going to manifest out of you and touch them and get them exactly what they need. We're talking, we're talking about kingdom here now. Hold on. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Let me, let me, let me, let me read you these. And, uh, go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3. Galatians 3, verse 
29. Uh, first, let's go. Uh, now, nah, let's go back to John. Gotta go back to John. Go to John 1. I gotta give you this first before I give you that. John 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So if you ain't receive him, you ain't a son. You are just a servant of the Most High God. And a ser ain't that wrong with a servant? But what does a servant do? A servant serves. A servant can't manifest. Manifestation got to take place through sons and daughters. So the only way you're going to be able to manifest is by being a son or a daughter. Coming to church and just paying your dues or just doing your due diligence or doing your uh, foreseeable good work ain't enough. So a lot of times we see where well, we can get hung up doing good things. We in church doing good things, but we have not switched roles or taken our rightful position in this life. And we only limit ourselves to just being a servant. And that's cool. Like we all serve God, right? And a lot of us wear badges. I'm a servant of the most high God. But we don't understand that there's something past servant. He didn't create you to be a servant. He created you to be a son because inheritance only goes to sons. Just, all right, just think about the prodigal son. He took everything that was due him and went on about his way. A servant couldn't have went to his father and asked for what was rightfully his. Because he ain't got no rights. Ain't nothing his. What you doing is what you got. But even the servants, they had good stuff. That's why the progress son was like, I mean, now this hog pen, let me just go back to my daddy house and be a servant. Because even the servants, they all right. But servants ain't the tip top. Son is what God wants you to be. But in order for you to be a son or a daughter, you got to receive Jesus. And what do I mean by receiving Jesus? Because now we think, uh, like, there's, there's, a, there's levels to Jesus. Like, we think just because we've confessed something with our mouth that we've received Jesus in our lives. But we have a form of Jesus denying the power. Because we, like we like to wear that little church badge and that Jesus badge. And be like, I'm a Christian. But receiving Jesus is receiving everything that he embodied and that he showed you and gave you for you to be. So if you don't measure up to the fullness of Jesus, if you're not seeking after the fullness of Jesus, the fullness of Christ, then you're not a son. Then you settle for being a servant. So servants got to serve. Sons manifest. <laughs> but as many as received him 
to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now we could turn to Galatians. 3.29 And if ye be Christ If you operate in the same sonship as Jesus If you understand what Jesus meant when he said me and my father are one If you qualify to be a son Then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise until all the families of the earth be blessed. And so now, you know, the Bible, it'd be messing us up because now we think we're talking about something totally different now. But they just got chapters for you to be able to find your place. But this, 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 uh, this, this thing don't end in chapter three like it keep going. So now I say. That the heir, as long as he is a child, as long as you's a son, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. You and a servant, y'all in the same place. Because they got people in here now. They got some sons in here, they got some servants in here. Y'all occupying the same space. But there's a difference of inheritance. So a son serves too, but he know that serving ain't my limit. It's not my cap. Because I'm a servant of the Most High God. I'm up here serving you right now. But I understand that a servant ain't all that I am. Because above a servant, I'm a son. And so now if I'm a son, then I'm an heir different from a servant, but I understand who I am. I understand what's been afforded to me. I receive Jesus for who he truly is. And so now if I do that, what did it say? No, what the scripture say? Y'all looking at me, what the scripture say? Lord of all. Thank you. So now say I am Lord of all. Y'all got a little bit more confidence today. I am Lord of all. Because I am the Son of the Most High God. And He has made me Lord of all. Every affair in my life, I am Lord of all. My success in my life, I am Lord of all. Everything that God has entrusted me with, I am, I am Lord of all, of all. Because, the because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the fullness thereof. So, if I am an heir, so if I am an heir and, I his, and I inherit what's his, then I, then I am, Lord am Lord of all. Of all.